Chaf Amar Aleph, top line, first word. Halu Barcha, there was once a uh, goat. Dechaza Lifta Apuma Dedana, that saw some turnips on the top of a barrel. Sarech Salik, and it kind of pawed its way up, I guess it, it clawed its way up to uh, go up. Achla Lifta, it ate the turnips, Vitavr Dedana, and uh, smashed the barrel. So the case came to Rava, and he required the owner of the uh, goat to pay Nezik Shalim both for the turnips and for the barrel. My time, what's the reason for that? Well, since it's normal for the uh, goat to eat turnips, it's also normal for it to kind of grasp on and, and go up to the top of the Barrel, and therefore, the damage to the barrel is also considered normal. Period. Amar Ilfa. Uh, we boxed Ilfa. Behema Berishus Harabim. And I dot underline Berishus Harabim. Let's say you have a uh, an animal in the Rishus Harabim. Upashtat Savaro. However, it stretches out its neck, Ve'achla, and um, eats something from where? Me'algabe Chaverta. From a fellow animal. There was some food on top of an, another animal, and this. Animal and Rabin reaches out its neck onto the animal. Chayeves, uh, there would be a nezek sholem chiyuv. Uh, My time. What's the reason for that? Question mark. Well, because Gabi Chaverta, the back of the uh, fellow animal, It's basically like a private place. It's whoever the owner of that animal and the food is, and it's uh, as though the animal kind of like stuck its neck into the chatzranizek and ate something. Should we say the following one and a half line Tanaic source would support uh, Ilfa? Haisa Kupasa. In this case, you have a person who's got a, a box of stuff, kind of like slung over his shoulder, and he's uh, walking with it like that. He's got it like that. And then some animal comes along and sticks its, uh, its, its head and eats from it. The animal would be Chayev. Okay, should we say that's the end of the Tanakh source? This Tanakh source seems to support Ilfa? Not necessarily. Uh, Kedama Rava, uh, rather, it's uh, like Rava had said, Bekoifetzes. Um, it's a jumper. It's where the animal uh, jumped. That's what Rava was talking about over there. Hachanami, so to over here, we're talking about Bekoifetzes. It's where the animal jumped. That's why. Uh, that original Rava, where he made this comment that we're talking about a jumping animal, where is that? Oh, here's the case. And I put a box around Rav Aishia. Rav Aishia's case is Behema Berishus Harabim. Halcha Ve'achla Petura. If it is going along and eating, then it is Pater. Amda Ve'achla, but if it um, uh, stays in its place, and eats, it would actually be chayeves, and I don't underline chayeves. Now, that's interesting. The Gemara wants to know, why the distinction? If the animal's walking along, it's a normal way to walk along if it sees something and eats it, and that's why it would be putter if it ate something. In the Rishus HaRabim. Amdanami, so too, if the animal like takes a break, and just standing there and ate something, it's also orchehu. So why would there be a chiyuv? Amarava, so Rav explains, the reason there would be a chiyuv is... We're talking about a uh, jumping animal. In other words, it's not the normal way of the animal to do that, and that's why there'd be a chiyuv, and probably the chiyuv is chatzinazek. Period. Boy, Rebzeira. Um, Rebzeira asks, Misgalgel mahu. What happens if it kind of rolled it? 
the Gemara wants to know, hey, Chidami, what, what exactly is being rolled from one place to another that we want to know uh, what the din would be? Well, Kigoyin Dekaima Amir. Imagine if you have, let's say, a, a bale of a hay, Bereshusha Yochid. Okay, and someone's private property that opens up to the Rishusha Rabbim. Vekam Mizgalgel Vaasi, and um, the behemoth in the Rishusha Rabbim, and kind of like rolls it to the uh, from the Rishusha Yachid into the Rishusha Rabbim. Mizgal Vaasi Mi Rishusha Yachid Le Rishusha Rabbim. I don't like that. My, what do we say uh, there? Uh, basically, do we follow? where it's eaten, and it's basically being eaten in the Rishos Rabbim, so the animal owner wouldn't be chayiv, or maybe uh, we're not interested in where it's eaten, we're like, where did it come from? Like, he took it from somebody's Rishos HaYachid, and therefore there would be a chayiv. Well, Tashma, Tatani Rebchia, he strokes Rebchia and boxed off this uh, brisa that he's bringing, it goes for about a line and a half. This brisa says as follows, Masui, if you have a uh, a, a load, uh, or I think we're talking about, let's say, like a big sack um, of, let's say, uh, barley, and mikzos um, bifnim, the sack is placed sort of like on the threshold of an, an entranceway to get from the Shusharabim into somebody's private area, mikzos um, bifnim, and part of it is, uh, and the inside part of it is out and by the Shusharabim, acha bifnim, so the Tanakh source says, if the animal ate uh, inside, chayavis, uh, the animal owner would be chayav to compensate, acha bachutz, if he ate uh, outside, it would be petura. Okay, that is the Tanaic source. The Gemara suggests, my love, misgalgel ve'asi. So should we not say that this is a case where, let's say, it ate everything, and what it's saying is that if it ate inside, for instance, if uh, it rolled all of it inside, it pushed all of it inside, to be chayiv. If it pushed it all out outside, it, it would be putter. And it sounds like, uh, if that's the way we understand it, then we follow where it is eaten to know whether there's a liability or not. The Gemara says, it well, actually has two ways to uh, reject this as being a uh, definitive proof. The first is here, and then two lines later, first two words, liner, that'll be a second um, approach. So here's the first approach to reject that. No, says the Gemara, low, comma. Ema, I'll tell you the way to understand the Tanaic source of brought is as follows. Achla, colon. So you have a sack, and it's uh, sort of half in the Rishul Sarab, half in the Rishul Yachid. So almasha bifnim, and that which was originally on the inside part of notice would be considered in the private property, that part he, the animal owner would be high for. And that which is was considered like the Rishu uh, Sarabim area, if the, that which was located there, the animal would be Pater. Alternatively, I when Rabchia said uh, what he uh, brought, which was about five lines ago, it was a very, very long Bipsila de Aspasta. See Rashi. Rashi is across from here, about seven, eight lines up. No, it's really like we originally uh, said. If he ate it inside, if he ate it all outside, the animal owner's potter for everything. But we would not be able to include the Gilgal Milse, who, that rolling it to a different area, uh, the animal rolls it to a different area, and pushes it to a different area, would be considered significant. When Rabchia said his snake source, it was Bepsila das pasta. Now, it's called a Psila because it's like something very long, like some very long shoots or uh, stalks. Um, I, I, in other words, Masui Shel Shachas, it was a, a load of uh, animal food, She Allah Varuchin, that the, the leaves or the shoots were very long, Varoy Echad Bifnim, one end of it was, 
sitting on the property that was private property for Reisha, since this end, when you pull it, the other one comes along with it, it's as though the whole thing is situated in one place. Hilkach, therefore, says Rashi, has linan basar behema, the uh, deciding factor is where is the behema standing. But Rashi continues, ki kamibayalan, however, our question was, kagain sirin, like let's say a sack of barley, dekule garin kai bifnim, each grain is either partially in the inside, partially outside, and taking any one grain uh, will not pull the other ones towards the animal. Unless he actually like pushes either the uh, sack of barley a little bit further into the Rishus Yachid or a little bit further out to the Rishus HaRabba. The Gemara, back in the Gemara, right across from where we ended in the Rashi, Achlaksus, and we had said that uh, if it's in the Rishos HaRabim, though, it would be Pater. I just want to go back and read the Mishnah. It's on the uh, bottom of the previous Amud. We had said that if the animal eats um, clothes or, uh, you know, like baskets, uh, he plays half Nezek. When is that at the Mishnah? If it's in the domain of the Nizak. But in Rishos HaRabim, apparently Shane would be Pater. Okay, what we're going to ask now is the Medvar Murim, where is that? That's only in the Rishos Nizak. Ah, hey, is that going back on everything mentioned earlier in the Mishnah or only part of it? Well, Amarav, I know Amarav's name, Ah, Kulhu, it's going back on everything that had been mentioned previously. Um, even the clothes, even the baskets, the things that like normally not eaten. My time out, what's the reason there'd be a chiv? Um, in the Rishos HaRabim, it say, Rishos HaRabim, it's going to be totally pater, because kol ha-mishaneh uba'acher v'shina by pater. Anyone, let's say the owner of the, uh, know, he left his jacket outside, in the Rishos HaRabim, that's unusual, you don't leave your jacket like outside, and then something else comes along, and uh, this animal eats the jacket, which is also unusual, that's why there would be a pitur. That's rav. Shmuel, I underlined, Amar, differently. No, no, no. The only things that the animal is putter for in the Rishos Rabbim is if it eats uh, uh, grains, vegetables, things it would normally eat. If it eats somebody's clothes, it would actually be chayev. Semicolon. This Machlokas Rav and Shmuel is paralleled by Machlokas Rishlakish. I circled Rishlakish's name over here. Four lines later, first word on the line is be mehaleches. Third and fourth words of Rabbi Yochanan, circle Rabbi Yochanan. So uh, we're going to see here v'chein amar reish lakish akulhu. Just like Rav said, is going to qualify everything earlier, even the clothes. So to uh, there, um, and almost parenthetically now, till we get to Rabbi Yochanan, va'az reish lakish l'tame. That's Rabbi Yochanan going according to reasoning said elsewhere. What's the reasoning elsewhere? Damar reish lakish shti paros b'rishus harabim. If there's two. Um, bowls in the Rishus Harabim. Echad Revutsav, Echad Mehalechas. One of them is crouched down, which is very unusual for a part to be doing that in the Rishus Harabim. And um, one of them is walking along. If one of them kicks the other, it depends which one it is. Ba'atam Mehalechas, if the one that's walking along kicks the Revutsa, the one that's crouching down there, uh, Petura, uh, there would be no liability for any damages that are caused. Um, even though it's the Rishus Harabim, would normally uh, be chayev. Here he's pater because what's that other animal doing crouching down? Um, whereas revutza, uh, if it's the crouched down one that gives a kick to the one that's walking by, chayeves, there would be liability. That's uh, Rabbi Yochanan. Reish Lok, uh, excuse me, that's Rabbi Yochanan, I circled. Amar, loishanu ala 
Peirois v'yirakois, the pitur uh, in the Mishnah, if it's in the Shusharam, is only if it's uh, fruit and vegetables. Of Alksus v'kelem, if it's the guy's jacket or his uh, basket, there would actually be a chiyuv. Okay, uh, should we say that Lema Rabbi Yochanan Obviously, Rabbi Yochanan doesn't agree with Reish Lakish, but should we say even in the case that we brought sort of parenthetically where Reish Lakish was talking about the two cows? So, Lema, should we say Rabbi Yochanan Leisley to Reish Lakish connector of Filubishte Paros? Question mark. Um, says the Gemara, no. There he might agree. Lo. Loilam Isle, he would agree uh, with Reish Lakish uh, by the case of the uh, two uh, two bulls. Ksus, when it comes to somebody's jacket, of the inji glimi u mitfachi. It's not unusual. I mean, it's like it doesn't usually happen, but it, it would not be crazy to imagine somebody takes their uh, uh, jacket off and they want to rest and they leave it there and there's just a rabbi, even though normally you don't leave those things. There's just a behema love orcha. For an animal to do what the animal is doing up above is certainly um, not normal at all. The bishop continued and said, "V'im nehenes mishalemesh." If there is a benefit the animal got from eating the food stuff, which was out there in Shusarabim, and it has to pay, it depends. Maybe it pays what the actual benefit to the animal was, or pays what the damages actually were. Okay, so if you have to figure out how much did the animal benefit, the uh, kama, how would that be figured out? How much is that? Well, machlokas, raba and rava, raba who I double underline Amar, deme amir. An amir is like maybe the cheapest thing you could buy to feed animals, even though they will eat it, they usually don't like eating it, like a straw and a stubble. How much ever it costs to buy the equivalent amount of that? Whereas Ravo, who I double underlined Amar, no, you got to go with uh, regular animal food. It could be the cheapest animal food, but it still has to be uh, barley, which is uh, the normal uh, animal food. Now the Gemara says that we actually have a Tanya Brisa Kavase de Raba, as well as a Tanya Kavase de Rava, colon. Tanya Kavase de Raba, I underlined those three words and marked off the Brisa, it goes almost till the end of the line. We're going to see a Brisa like Raba that you're paying to me, Amir, and here it is. Rabshim ben Yochayoimer, Ein Mishalemes Ella, how much has to be paid? The value, Demei Amir Bilvad, of however much food was eaten, how much would it cost if it was a straw? Okay, that's exactly like Raba. Uh, now the Gemara says, Tanya Kavasi de Rava. I underline those three words and boxed off the uh, following price, which goes almost three lines. In this price, in Nehenis, says the price, <coughs> if the animal got like a, a real benefit, it had an empty tummy, now it has a full tummy, then the animal owner would have to pay to compensate whatever that benefit was. Now, Kate said, how exactly do you figure that out? Question mark. Well, if the animal ate, let's say, a pound or two pounds, you do not say that it should pay the value of that. Rather, we make an assessment, an evaluation. How much would a person be willing to pay if the animal could eat something that was, you know, it's like edible for it, even though it's like not common to have that fed to the animal. Therefore, if it eats something, let's say like uh, a wheat, which animals usually don't eat, they eat barley, don't eat wheat, or something that's detrimental for it, then Petura, the um, animal owner, would actually be Potter because he wouldn't be interested in ever having that stuff fed to his animal. Period. I'm only Rav Chista, the Rami Barcham, my circle Rav Chista, 
And Rav Chissa says to Rami Bar Chama, Ooh, you weren't there last night when we had the most interesting discussion. Lo havis gaban, you weren't with us be'orta in the previous evening. Be'truma, like you weren't in the base medrash, you weren't in the area. Bottom line, you weren't there. When the following question was raised, the Ibailan, it was asked of us, Milimalias, a really fantastically, uh, like, interesting issue. Amar, well, he piqued his interest, so Rami Barakama says to Ravchista, well, my Milimalias, like, what was the big deal? What was the issue? Amar lay, Ravchista says back, this was the issue that came up. Let's say I'm living in somebody else's chatzor without the other person knowing. Do I have to pay like wages, whatever it would cost normally if I had to like rent a chatzor like that? Oh, ain't no tzarech. Now, we need a little bit of clarification. What specifically is the case? Hey, chidami, colon, we'll have an ilema. Here I squiglin on the ilema. One line below the ilema is an ela, I squiglin on the ela. And one line below that is a low tzricha. So if you want to say ilema, that the case is. Bechatzer de lo agra. It's a chatzer, a courtyard. Maybe there's a, a building there, but it's something that is, it's not, the person who owns it is not renting it out. He's not interested in renting it out. Vigavra, the person who is moved in there, de lo avid lebegar. He doesn't really need to rent anything. He's got like other properties if he wants to live there. Then that's clearly a case of ze lo nehene, ze lo chaser. That the one who's living there, he's not getting any real benefit because he could go back to his house if he wanted to. And the one who's the property owner is not chaser because he didn't have it on the market to rent. He wasn't interested in renting it. And therefore, certainly there would be no compensation necessary. Comma. Ella. I squiggle in the ella. A second attempt. So what's the case? If you want to say it's a chaser, de kaimilagra. Oh no, it's, it's an area... A uh, piece of property, literally, a is a courtyard. It could be it's a courtyard, meaning with like a house there. But either way, that is on the market to be rented out. The gavra david lemeger and the person who moved in there is a person who needs to move in. Doesn't have another house. Well, that's a case of zenehene vezechaser. The guy who moved in is definitely getting a benefit. He doesn't have anyone else to live, and the one who wanted to rent it out is chaser. But why is he chaser? Because basically, when people see someone moved in, they feel it's not for rent, and it really would be for rent. So that's the chaser. So that can't be the case. Rather, low. Well, that's not the case. Tricha, it's necessary for the following. The chaser is going to preoccupy us for quite a while. This uh, idea, this uh, uh, case, where you have a chaser de lokai malagra. Listen, the guy who owns a chaser, he's not, not interested in renting it out. However, the one who moves into the Chatzar Vigavra, the Avid Megar, who was interested and, and needed to rent something out, my, what do we say over here? Basically, does that guy have to uh, pay for living there or not? Matsi Amarle, is it that the tenant can say to the landlord, so to speak, listen, buddy, my Chasartich, like what loss have I caused you? You're not interested in renting it out anyway, so I'm not paying you nothing. Oh, Dilma, or maybe Matsi Amar, the Balabas, the um, uh, landlord, can say, well, no way, because ha, is honest, you're getting benefits, so you got to pay, you got to pay rent. Okay, that is the issue. So Amar Le says, um, Rami Barhama back, Mas Nisan he, oh, we have a mission to answer that. Okay, so uh, I think the Gemara... Um, now clarifies that it was asked back by Rav Chisla to Rami Bar Chama, really, Hamas Nisa, which mission is that? Uh, I can't, uh, I'm not familiar with that. Amalei says back to Rami Bar Chama, well, Lechit Hishameshli, you know what, I'll tell you when you do something for me. Okay, what did Rav Chista do? Shak al Sudre Karachle, he took his turban, I guess Rami Bar Chama's turban, and folded it for him. Okay, so then he did something, Amarle, and Ryan Barkama says back, oh, it's none other than our 
Mishnah that we had back on Yud Tesamad Beis. Here's a quote from it. Uh, five words. We said over there that if there is a benefit uh, received, in that case it was the animal eating the stuff that was in the Shusarabim, then it has to be paid uh, by the animal owner that which it benefited. I squiggle underline shenanis, which sounds like, well, we uh, go following what whatever benefit the person is getting, and that's what has to be paid in. Therefore, this guy would seemingly have to uh, pay rent for having moved in. Amarava. Now, Rava comments afterwards and says, boy, this, um, um, this Rami uh, Barachama really must have had Hashem looking out for him because his proof really wasn't so good. Amarava, how much does a person not have to get upset or worried or nervous? What type of person? Gavra Demare Saye, the type of man that the, his master, the Lord, helps him out. What's going on over here? Because even though the case that he had, we had wasn't similar to our Mishnah's case, Kibla Mine, he still, Rav Christo was no slouch or accepted it from him. Why was there a distinction? Why a difference? Because Hai Zenene Vzele Chaser. Our Mishnah's case is, excuse me, Zenene Vzele Chaser. Our Mishnah's case is where the animal owner gets his animal has a full tummy, that's the Hana, and the other guy, well, he's Chaser because the stuff that he had out there, the, whatever food it was, he doesn't have anymore. Whereas, hi, our case, the question we asked was, right, one guy is getting the benefit, but the other guy is not losing anything. Okay, uh, that's Rava's point. Well, what exactly was Rami Bar thinking? Was he just pulling the wool over the eyes? No, no, but Rami Bar Rami Bar um, his Sfar in the Mishnah was a little bit different. That Stam Peirois Bershus Arabim, when a person that's like, will say such gross negligence to leave your stuff right, in the public area, it's tantamount to him actually, actually, maybe even like it, making it ownerless. So that's the way that Rami Barcham understood the that case. So Tanan, we did over here. We're going to have a series of to make sources try to prove one way or another. All in the case of Zenana Vizelochas, where one person's getting a benefit, but the benefit he's getting isn't causing any skin off the back of the one who's providing it. Is that Chayev or is that? Um, Putter. So, Tznan, I put a triangle as Tznan. Five lines later, last words on the line are Amarebi. Right before there's a Tashma, I put an upside down triangle on the Tashma. Five lines later, first word on the line is uh, Benetira. In the middle of that line is the Tashma. I put an upside down triangle on that Tashma. And then, let's see, two, four, six lines later, first word on the line is Debesa. Uh, in the middle of the line, I put a regular triangle on this Tashma. Now, the change of the direction of the triangles is simply going to indicate whether it would prove Zen and Zelechaser is Chayev. Those are the regular triangles, and the upside down ones would seem to indicate Zen and Zelechaser would be Potter. So, let's start. It's none. Here's a Mishnah from Bimim Sechus Bava Basra. It's about a two and a half line quote. Um, Rashi, conveniently, we don't even have to have a picture book here, has uh, Reuven's uh, fields. Um, sort of surrounding Shimon's uh, fields. Um, if you have a field owner, we'll call him Ruvain, who surrounds um, uh, Shimon on three sides, and he put up a wall between him, between Ruvain and Shimon, the first one, the second wall, the third wall, he cannot send any of the bill to Shimon. Okay? That's the end of the Tanaic source. Um, because what benefit is he giving Shimon? Shimon's field is still exposed to everyone else. 
Okay, that's the end of the quote of the Mishnah. Let's make a diuk. Ha revius. Let's say Ruvain also had the um, field on the fourth side of Shimon and put up a wall over there. Apparently, the diuk would be that yes, Mechaivin Isai, that he would be able to send uh, part of that bill to uh, Shimon, that Shimon would have to pay his uh, share of the uh, Mechitza. It's basically the Mechitza of all of them now because they're all beneficial. Seemingly, can we not conclude from here? Shmamina, Zenene, Vizelai Chaser where Shimon is getting a Hanah, because he is, if there's all four walls around him, and the other fellow is not losing anything, because he had to like have walls around his field anyway, um, would be Chayev. And that would seemingly prove that Zenen of Chaser is Chayev. Says Gmar, not necessarily, because it could be shiny Hasam that's different over there. Da'amar lay where Reuven can say to Shimon, that's why Shimon might have to pay, he could say that, listen, if you weren't in the middle of me, I wouldn't have to put up any of those walls in the middle. At Garantli, you're the one that caused me, Hekefa Yaseira, to not only have to put walls around the outer perimeter of my fields, but on the inner perimeter of all, and maybe that's why um, uh, it's not only a Zenev Zelechaser, rather it's a Zenene, Shimon's getting the benefit, Zechaser, because Reuven says, I wouldn't have to pay for these walls at all. So we move on. Tashma, an upside-down triangle. Goes for about a line and a half this Tanaic source. Um, Rabbi Yossi. Uh, coming off that same case. Im Ahmad Nikaf. Let's say the one who is surrounded, which in our case was Shimon. So he had three walls, like in the picture in Rashi, uh, between his field and Reuven that Reuven paid for and put up. And if Shimon gets up, Im Ahmad the Nikaf, Vigadras Ravis, and he himself puts up a wall, creating a fourth wall, then Megalgan Alavis we uh, roll the responsibility uh, back upon him to uh, pay for his share of the other walls as well. Okay? Let's make a deal from that. Taima, says the Gemara, did God because Shimon made the wall, and it's pretty clear that he's so pretty good with the other three walls. Ha, Makif, but if it was the Makif, it was um, Ruvain who made that fourth wall, apparently Shimon would be Potter, not have to uh, pay anything towards this. Shmami Nash, we uh, apparently conclude from that that in case of our case, Zenenev, Zelechaser, Potter, apparently there would be uh, no responsibility of the person who's getting the benefit to pay. Well, no conclusion from there either. Shiny Hasam, that could be different. Why? Da Amar Lay, the Nikav can say to the Makif, Shimon can say to Reuven, listen, I, I, it's one thing if I had my property bordering on the public area, but since all my property on all sides borders you, I'm not really afraid that you're going to steal anything. And therefore, if I had to put up any sort of fence, I could put up like a real cheap fence. The DD, as far as I'm concerned, Sagilib in Atira Barzuza. I'm totally fine. It's enough for me with guarding that would be like a, a real cheap sort of almost uh, garbage wall between the two of us. And that's why he'd be Potter. Now, Potter then would be not putter totally, but putter from having to pay for a more expensive wall. Uh, he still would, though, have to pay um, his portion for a uh, the, the cheapest type of uh, separation that uh, existed. Tashma, we put a upside-down triangle on this Tashma. This Tanaic source goes for just over three lines. In this case, you have a uh, two-story unit. You have the uh, ground level, and you have uh, one flight above, and they're owned by two different people. Um, let's say there was an earthquake, Habayis Valiyah. Habayis is the first uh, uh, ground level, Aliyah is the second level. Shel Shnayim, that's two different people. Shenaflu, it collapsed. Well, Amar Bar Habayis. So the one who had the um, his house on the uh, one flight up says to the Balabayis, who had his flight on ground level, live nice, listen, buddy, I need you to build. 
because, like, I can't build in, in the air, I need to build on top of you. The fellow who at the ground level place doesn't want to. Well, you know what the Balalia can do? Hare Balalia, Bona Bias, he actually builds a house on the ground level, uh, and he'll, he'll live there until the uh, one who had the uh, house originally on the ground level uh, pays for any of his expenses. In other words, if that house cost him $50,000 to build, he has to pay $50,000. Now, that's it. That's the end of the price. So from the fact that um, he's paying him um, all of his expenses and doesn't subtract the difference between what a new property and what an already used property goes for. So the Balabayas, the one who owned the ground level home, if he wants, would have to pay um, for uh, the upper story guy. Ha But as far as uh, subtracting any rent that the upper story guy saved for the time that he was living in the lower story, low. Apparently then, shmamina. Should we not be able to conclude from this that in a case of Zenene, where one fellow is getting the benefit, he was living there, the other fellow didn't want to live there right now, apparently it'd be Potter. Says the Gemara, no. Shiny, Hossam, it's different over there. Basically, you have certain um, uh, uh, Shibudim which exist. When you own the property on the ground level, you are mishtabed to make sure that property is there because the guy upstairs doesn't have a property unless you have your property. So that is different. So, Tashma, another tank source. This one has the regular triangle pointing up. It's a two-line quote, and it's sort of coming off of the previous Tanaic source. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda, I know Rabbi Yehuda, um, Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, um, he's coming to disagree with what the Tanakama had said three, four, five lines ago, uh, that the uh, owner of the upper story uh, would yes have to give um, rental to the Balabayas. Rabbi Hudaimer Afzeh, this guy who he used to live upstairs, then he couldn't build his upstairs again because the downstairs guy refused to build, so he built it downstairs. Afzeh Dar Bechatzer Chaveroi, he's living in somebody else's Chatzer. Shaloi Midatai, Tsarach Lalo would have to pay wages for that, pay rent for that. Shmamina. What do we see from here? Clearly, if one guy's getting a benefit, even the other guy has no skin off his back, the one who's getting the benefit is to pay. The Gemara rejects this as being conclusive and says, nope, shiny awesome. It's different over there. Why? Because let's say I have a 22-year-old um, uh, property and I rent it out to somebody for a year. There's not much depreciation between that and a 23-year-old um, property. However, a brand new property, there's always that that um, uh, additional uh, value of having something brand new, Mishum, and the way the Gemara describes this as being Shachrurisa De'ashaisa, literally the darkening of the walls. If you have new uh, uh, whitewash and you put on the walls and somebody uses that property for, let's say, a year, so there's a, 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 a lessening of the of the value of the property. That's what would be compensated. Then that would maybe cause all the compensation have to be paid. Semicolon. Okay, we, we four times we tried to bring a proof one or another and we were uh, unsuccessful. Shalhua uh, Bey Rebi Ami, the Bey Rebi Ami sent the following question. Amr, they said, Vechi ma'asalai, ma'chasrei, ma'hazeko, in our case of Zenenev, Zelay Chaser, the guy who got the Hana, what did he do to the other guy? What loss is he causing him? What damage is he causing him? Nothing. So, like, he shouldn't have to pay. Okay. Um, it was sent to Rav Bar Abba. I underline Rav Bar Abba. 
uh, Rav Chibar Abba uh, heard that, he thought about it, and he needed some more time to think about it. Amar, his response was, Nis Yashiv Bedavar, let us sit on the issue and we'll get back to you. Okay, and they didn't get a response. So Hadar Shalchua Kamei Reb Chibar Abba, they again sent the question to Reb Chibar Abba, Nu, Nu, what do you say? Amar, his response was, Kulei hai, they're going to keep sending me the same question? Ilu, You think if I found a good reason, uh, like an explanation, lo shalachna I wouldn't send it to you? I don't know. Okay, so Rukhi uh, Barabba is misupak. Period. Itmar, Rav Kahana, who I circled, I'm Rav Yochanan, underline Rav Yochanan, he says, If you have Bob living in Carl's property, for Bob it's a benefit. Carl doesn't really care, doesn't need one way or another. Um, he would not, Bob would not have to pay uh, rent. Whereas Rebavohu, who I circled, I'm Rabbi Yochanan and underline Rabbi Yochanan. Interesting. Both of these are Rav Kahana's quoting Rabbi Yochanan. Now Rabbi Vo is quoting Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, quite to the contrary, Tzarech Lois Leischar. I dot underline Tzarech Lois Leischar that Bob would, yes, have to pay Carl in the case of Zenen and Vizelei Chaser. I'm Rav Papa. Now Rav Papa notes that when Rabbi Vo quoted Rabbi Yochanan, it wasn't like uh, directly that he heard this from Rabbi Yochanan. Rather, it was something that he derived from something else he heard Rabbi Yochanan say or do. And we'll see now till the uh, bottom line what that was. Says Rapapa, Had Rebavo, uh, one line ago, saying something in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, it wasn't that he heard Rabbi Yochanan himself say that. Rather, it was something that he derived, and we'll see it actually might have been a mistaken derivation. Um, comma, Ditznan. We have a um, Mishnah. Quote of this Mishnah goes for a little bit more than three and a half lines. Um, let's say you have in the Beis HaMikdash. Beis HaMikdash has all sorts of stuff, and it's owned by the Beis HaMikdash, and misusing it would uh, violate uh, misusing Holy Temple property. You'd be over Me'ila. There's uh, uh, repercussions for that. Now, you have the person, the Gizbar, who's in charge of all the stuff in the Beis HaMikdash. Let's say he, this uh, Gizbar, um, the temple treasurer uh, guy in charge, not till Evan, if he took, let's say, a like a, a brick or a kaira, like a beam of wood, shell hektish, he took it. He has not violated Mi'ila, because he's basically, he's the guy who's in charge of it anyway. He hasn't changed anything. Whereas, if he turns around, he calls his friend Steve, hey Steve, here, take this um, uh, beam of wood, then who ma'al, uh, the Gizbar is responsible, he's the one who is considered violating the Elam misuse of Holy Temple property, the Chavere ma'al, but uh, Steve doesn't have any liability. He, he, uh, it was the Gizbar who gave it to him. Kama, Benal, I wrote about Benal, the Gizbar, if the Gizbar himself, we said he had uh, taken it, so there's no Meila. Let's say he builds it, L'Seich Beisai, he builds it, he's building a house, he uses it to build part of his house, um, he actually has not violated anything just yet until he gets an actual benefit from it until he like literally lives underneath it for a Shavaputa's worth of uh, benefit. Now, <coughs> that's the end of the snake source. Connector of Amar Shmuel, it's got to be that when we talk about him like putting it into his building, not that he actually built it in, because that would be changing it, but rather, let's say he used a uh, rather like a, a floor tile um, to cover up a skylight. And uh, that would be where he hasn't actually changed the floor tile, he's just using it to cover up the uh, skylight. The Yosef Rebavo, now Rebavo was once sitting, Kamei de Rebbe Yochanan. These are the ones, Rebavo and Rebbe Yochanan. Uh, and uh, said over, 
in the name of Shmuel, you see from here, oh, our issue, if I'm living in somebody else's chatzar, and he doesn't necessarily know about it, um, it's not any skin off his back, you can see from here that schar would, yes, have to be paid. Uh, Rashi, a couple lines underneath the Gemara, Dibur Maschil, three lines before Rashi ends, says, V'hu shehinicha piyaruba, v'loi kivav ben yin, actually like build it in, like with cement and nails into the building. D'lo haveshinui, there, there was no change to it. Hilkach, therefore, loi ma'al, the me'ila violation, it doesn't happen, ad shidratachta, until he actually gets the benefit from it. The zayisai meris, um, which is what we see from here. That's what Shmuel concluded, that if uh, I live in somebody else's chatz or shloy I would have to pay wages. Uh, Rashi continues on the bottom line and says, Midiktani, from the fact that it said, Dar only once he lives underneath it, Chayiv, hektish, avad, even though he didn't do it with the das of hektish. Vishasakli, now here's the Iker point back in the Gemara, three lines from the bottom. I wrote about Vishasak, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, when he heard this that Rabbi Vah was saying, didn't respond. Hmm. Why did Rebbe not say anything? Kama, ihu, I wrote about ihu, Rebbe Vo. Rebbe Vo, Savar figured, midashasik, since the Rebbe, Rebbe Yochanan, didn't say anything back, modalei, must be, he agrees to that point. That was not the case, though. Kama, below he, kama, ashguchi le'ashkachbe. It's exactly the opposite. He wasn't even paying attention to this because he thought that the um, derivation from this case was patently, um, not correct. Comma connector. Kit de Raba, just like Raba said, Dama Raba. Hectus. Shaloimidas. Remember, Shaloimidas of your landlord is one thing. Shaloimidas of Hectus is basically saying Shaloimidas of Hashem. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Hashem always has das about everything that's going on. And therefore, like Raba said, Hectus Shaloimidas is like a hedyot midas dummy. And therefore, if it's like a hedyot midas dummy, we can't bring any proof from here uh, one way or the other. Adkan.